going on, guys? Episode 7, Season 2. I'm Javier. This is my brother, Danny. What is going on? We're back in the Bronx. I love being in the Bronx, man. Yes. We didn't get the result we wanted, but the vibes in the Bronx don't, are always don't fun. Don't give away the results. <laughs> we are the teeth. Yo, you know the show MLS, whatever. I No, MLS Review. They're always giving away who won the game before they show the highlight. I hate it, bro. Why does it matter? Because I want to see the highlight. Like, it's a highlight show. Let me find out who won the game through the highlight, not mm-hmm. from you telling me. You're too brainwashed by ESPN, bro. What? <laughs> Apple, you're just like Apple TV, bro. You need to step it up. Um, let's get into Atlanta. Well, no, we we slacked last week and we did not have an episode. Unfortunately, just because we're slackers. We don't have a good excuse. I mean, life came up. Life is hard. We got kids. It's a little bit of excuse. Yeah, we've had that excuse all season. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, we didn't like do anything because we have a kid. Everybody has kids nowadays. Not everybody's got kids. We're not special. And YCFC Source don't got kids. <laughs> <laughs> he is a kid. <laughs> That's a little bit different. Um, But the game, all right, you get to the game. How was the atmosphere, first of all? Vibes were awesome. It was packed in the press box. There were so many people. I think people love Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a really big team. Uh, has a lot of popularity. And uh, you could tell there was just a lot of also... I know we're there to watch NYCFC, but I was excited to watch Amada play, man. That guy I, yeah, is such think, a superstar. I, I, granted, I will say, I don't think he looked that much of a superstar against us. Granted, he played well, but he did not look like a superstar superstar that was too, like dangerous. Bro, his distribution of that <laughs> ball, if it wasn't for our stud, Barasa, <laughs> we would have lost that game 4-1, bro. Yeah, no, he played well. Um, atmosphere was good. I mean, I'm late. I was always late. I, so it's funny. I go into the stadium and I'm like, uh, one of the NYCFC, uh, workers there, they're like, oh yeah, there's a rapper here. I have no idea who the rapper is. I still, to this day, don't know who the rapper is, but he rang the little thing that made the smokestacks go up, but Uh there was a rapper there. We were talking about this. If you, in, let's say in four years, when the stadium comes up, do you have do you have somebody who you would want to perform? Rapper. Perform like at the first game? Yeah, like perform at the first game. Who would be your top artist go to? I mean, four years from now, it might completely change. But right now, if it was going to open tomorrow. Well, it's got to be someone from New York. I wish you would have given me some prep time instead <laughs> of just coming up with this question on the spot. Someone from New York. It's in Queens. I'd say you got to go with 50 Cent. 50 cents. But he's from New York, man. He's from 50 cents. Man, man. <laughs> Wish that bomb. No. I mean, ideally, Jay-Z's way too big for us. But you gotta go with Jay-Z. Jay-Z's <laughs> even older than 50 Cent. No, but Jay-Z still has a presence. 50 Cent's like, all right, it's 50 Cent. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that I mean, Nas is also from uh no, is he from New York? Not no, nah, I think he is. I think he is. Uh, no, we're gonna get we're gonna get <laughs> cracked on after that. But yeah, I guess Jay Z would be up there. Jay Z right. would be up there. But I like Fifty Cent a lot, though, man. You mad playing bro. in the club? Five years from now, that guy's gonna be walking out in a cane. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be Jay Z. All right, all right, let's get all into right. the game. All right, guide us through this game. Give uh, me a little step by step, or anything you thought was relevant. Uh, I mean. First, I felt like, uh, and because she mentioned it during the press conference, felt like the first 10, 15, 20 minutes of the game, we looked scared of the team. We like we were giving them a lot of space. We were afraid they were going to score on us. And uh, we were like hesitating a lot. Then it felt like things started turning around. You saw some nice, uh, like a nice cross from Siegel, um, which actually almost ended up hurting the goalie. Oh, yeah. And the eight. Wait, in the 18th minute mark, exactly. right? When you had the chance to score. Yeah. So talking about that, Gusan, now we hear now we're hearing reports that he tore his MCL that play. That's crazy because he played the rest he of the played game. The, and that was the 18th minute. So he played the rest of the game with a torn MCL, which is actually pretty impressive. But there's a lot of been there's a lot of back and forth going on Twitter. Like that should have been a red car. Like he should have been suspended for that because they they thought he the cleats hit him and it was a high boot. Did you think it was a foul watching it like at the stadium live? At the stadium, the problem is we we're a little far behind, so it looked bad. 
I well, couldn't tell. The guy <laughs> tore his MCL. <laughs> That's pretty bad. But I couldn't tell, and there was no replay at the time at the stadium. Yeah. So then I could not tell. And when we looked up the highlights, that wasn't included in the Apple TV highlights. Yeah. So I don't know. From the stadium, it didn't look so bad. Uh, I mean, it looked like they crashed, and I, I couldn't tell that it was 100% Seagull's fault. But Seagull went to the goalie and apologized when he got up. Yeah. Um. So, and what we heard from Atlanta's coach after the game was that uh, this is like a third or fourth time that that goalie's been injured and they haven't gotten a card against them. So he said, you know, I completely understand the red card that happened later in the game, but if that's a red card when Siegel hit. Oh, then uh, he thought it was valid that Siegel should have gotten a red card. For exactly. His hit on exactly. That's fair. I mean, I want to do keep talking about this, but I just need to address the Atlanta head coach's <laughs> jersey. <laughs> for the people on the podcast, he was wearing like a Detective Pikachu type trench coat. Like, I don't know what he was thinking, man. I don't know either. I also don't know why out of all the detective movies, we kept relating it to Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, because Detective Pikachu, he wears his little hat. But I just thought it was funny, too, because on the sideline throughout the whole game, he's wearing this trench coat. Yeah. And then my man comes to the press conference with a notebook. <laughs> what is he taking notes for? No, what was crazy is I think on his arm, he was wearing like an armband. Like he looked like he wanted to like, I'm the captain of this squad. I mean, nobody. I am the captain. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was wild. But yeah, I didn't think the the. um. I didn't think the uh, it, it should have been called the red card. I think it was a fair it was a fair call what they what they laid out. I think he was just going for the ball. He was tracking the ball. It was no malintentions by Seagull. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just happened that they collided. I think it was more of a knee to knee action than actually like the cleats to his his leg. Mm. So it is what it is. I mean, I, it didn't get called, and I think that was the right call. What does it say about NYCFC? That we scored only one goal with a goalie that had a torn MCL. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad, yeah. Now that I think about it, now that gets us further into this discussion. We only scored one goal with a torn MCL over from the opposing goalie and 10 men. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough, man. It felt like this it's interesting though. So not is it it's crazy that we didn't score more goals. But before we even talk about the offensive issues we had, I mentioned it to Eric, who was sitting next to us from the Sub Soccer Podcast, that I don't know how this happens, but every time the opposing team has 10 men, they've scored a goal on us, it felt like, in the past couple seasons. And I didn't look up the stat because I was too lazy to do it afterwards. <laughs> I knew that was but <laughs> I know I watched enough of MNYCFC games to know that that has been a consistent trend of ours. And I don't even I don't understand how that's possible. I, I think well, let's get into that that goal that actually did happen. So it looked so it was a set piece that came in and then it got re- deflected and then it looked like it was going out of bounds. So everybody thought, oh, this is out of bounds. Almada got the ball before it went out of bounds. He Tosses it. I mean, he kicks it into the into the thing. And uh, well, who's what's the guy's name again? Uh, I, I call him Giannis. I come out of Puto, but I know that's not his no, name. Their striker heads it in. With the, heads it in. So it was just like a a play that was lazy and like it shouldn't. It it looked like we thought the ball was gonna go out, so everybody got relaxed. And I, there's been times like that where something like that happens where we're a little lazy and then out of nowhere, they just score on us. And it made me sad because it was Cheneau who kind of slacked a little bit there. Uh, I mean, one, there was there should have been a man tracking him and it was. But then when they thought it was out of bounds, they just left him open. And yeah. then he ran towards the goal. Cheneau, if he would have jumped, probably could have stopped that, but just kind of watched the ball. He got yeah. pushed a little bit, though, but watched the ball and then scored a goal. So it's unfortunate it to like have minutes after the red card, which is so disheartening because you're like, OK, we got a red card. We're up now. Now it's our time to take advantage and like really pour it on these guys. And it's just become like a trend for our team where something happens where emotions get a little crazy and we always seem to lose our discipline at that moment and then give up a goal. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, we did. We did respond, though immediately after that goal <laughs> immediately and it's because so so if we looked at our lineup our lineup did not consist of Perea 
But Aya did not start this game. Correct. Instead, we had Talis Magno at the left and then um, Pellegrini at the right. And we had Seagull at the number nine. But I think on the 60th minute, we sub in uh, Pellegrini. I mean, Perea. Mm -hmm. And he makes an immediate impact. Immediate impact. Sick goal. If you didn't see it, it's it's just outside the box. A golazo. Like this, this... This guy doesn't know how to score a normal goal, bro. <laughs> he only scores golazo. He's a golazo machine, my guy. <laughs> he he he's a stud with it. So I mean, Perea, Perea, I think just with that with that type of goals, I think it's just hard to not have him in the starting lineup. I mean, I agree, and I don't know if um our boy, I don't know if you have the clip from our coach, but you know, he he came, he didn't have an off season with the team. He goes, he joins the team right at the beginning of the season. He comes in, he plays really well. Remember, he has that really nice goal for us. But you could tell that when he has the ball, uh, he's not really flowing with the team. It's kind of he's playing some ISO ball over there. And then because he's so talented, he's able to do things. But he's not distributing the ball. He doesn't seem like part of the game plan when he was there early on. And I think what we're getting from Nick Cushion is, hey, man, this, this right wing, him not playing or starting, it's not the long-term solution. It's him just getting that preseason that he didn't get and getting some minutes with the team off practice. But I think, you know, with the talent that he has, we're going to see him out there more and more, and he's going to be starting more and more. Yeah, and I think Cushing said, like, I- I'll play the clip for you, but I think he's a little scared to even put him on the bench sometimes. I don't think a guy like Gabriel Pereira is going to allow me to sit him on the bench for two, three, four weeks. Um, and he shouldn't. He's a top, top football player, and a guy that is contributing to the team incredibly well. He is um, always dangerous for us, and the quicker we can get him in the team from the start, the better team will be. Agreed. Stud. So then what happens to Pellegrini? Bench him. <laughs> <laughs> well, if My, we, if we I'm actually sorry, look, the, the if, second coming of Jesus Medina <laughs> should not be on the bench. If we look at um, Pellegrini, oh, FopMob actually gave him a pretty decent yeah, I thought he played well, honestly. No, he did show some actual good signs out there. Uh, I forget. he. There was one pass he did that was actually fluent that led to a very dangerous attack, which we didn't finish, which is the story of our team. But <laughs> um, yeah, I also yeah, I think like I've noticed that he sometimes has vision that a lot of our other offensive players lack. You can see that he can find the long pass. And uh, I really appreciate that from him. So, you know, and his work rate is great. He comes back on defense. I know oh people God. don't love him. I know they're like, blah, 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 blah. Jesus Medina. Medina was the worst. But I I actually really like Pellegrini. So I hope they can somehow get him in the lineup. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention is if we look at the goals allowed this season, four out of the eight goals have been conceded through set pieces. Why is that? Is is that a lack of discipline from our team? That's a good question. I think it's which is insane because we used to be so good on set pieces for a couple of years when Dati was here. But I guess that's on offense. But on defense, yeah. um, I think it's because our team is so short. I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but like we're not that short, bro. No, Tiago Martins are tall. Yeah, who else? And I- Parks. That's yeah, all we Par- got. Yeah, Parks is Parks is Big Bird. He's <laughs> mad tall, bro. <laughs> That's all we got. I just feel like we got such a short team, and I, you know what? That's that's really all I got. That's my that's my theory <laughs> of why we don't do well on set well, pieces. One thing what are that I've thoughts? seen, I I've seen is we make the same mistake over and over in games. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a set piece. And then we'll go back to the same set piece, the, the opposing team. And we still won't guard it the way we should. So we really need to make sure, okay, we've if if they beat us out in one set piece, they're probably going to try it again. Make sure you guard that same type of set piece. You know what I mean? That's true. So I, I think as long as we start being more disciplined, it's something that's fixable, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. If, if you had something that was not fixable, like you just have a horrible defender, but this is more formations, knowing, marking your man. If, if you can fix, that's easily fixable, but it's just something that has to be, I think, done in practice and, like, really just studying film of other teams and, like, all right, when these when they come out like this, this is what they want to execute. No, that's a good, that's a much more intelligent answer than my <laughs> answer. And just to kind of emphasize on that, uh, that I was going to include to actually sound smarter than what I just said about the height, <laughs> is that 
we have consistently seen our team ball watching and not marking our men on set piece. Sometimes not even in set pieces, just in the game. But a hunch uh, that's been our big thing on set pieces is ball watching, and it kind of felt like that goal that we gave up was Chanel ball watching. Uh, and so I I agree with you. Yeah, if you just look at the stats, I mean, you would think we we were gonna win this game. We have 14 total shots to their nine. I mean, they had a higher expected goal, which is crazy because they had 10 men for 30 minutes of the game. <laughs> it, it's it's. I think I think my frustration comes in with like the lack of intensity, and I, we actually talked to Parks after the game, and, and this is what he said about the lack of intensity from the team. I'm happy with how we we turned it around after we got scored on and everything, but uh, we need to do better. We can't drop the tempo, drop the intensity as as soon as the guy gets a red card and then concede a goal like that. So uh, we'll learn from it. We'll, we'll figure it out and move forward. Yeah. So I just feel like like I feel like years pass when we're down or we're tied at Yankee Stadium, we bring it to a whole nother level. Like it's like, all right, we need to make sure we win this. And that lack of intensity, even throughout the whole game, I just felt like not even just lack of intensity from the the players, but from the fan base a little bit too. It felt like the game felt, even though it was a back and forth game, it still felt like it didn't have the intensity that you usually see from a Yankee Stadium home game at Yankee uh, NYCFC. I mean, I noticed after we scored our goal, how excited the group got. And I think I didn't realize how kind of maybe dead it sounded before that. Yeah. But also so the supporters go hard. But it's it's also a little hard when your team isn't giving you the same 110% that you're, you're giving. You know what I mean? Something that I've I I I've noticed kind of what you're mentioning with this intensity is how we turned it on after they got they scored that goal. And you could tell that pace that we played. But before that, there wasn't that that same type of pressure. And I see it. And there's also like certain players that I feel like it's coming from that I'm not used to. Right. I'm seeing who is playing kind of high intensity is like Santi. It seems like Santi's all over the place, man. Like he's really in the past couple of games has gotten like dedicated and you can see him just flying through the field. Uh, but who I'm actually very surprised in is Parks. Parks seems a little like nonchalant out there. I feel like he's giving up the ball and I feel like he I don't see him putting in the same type of work rate that he had in the past. And did you see the same type of thing from Parks? Ah, I wouldn't say so. I thought Parks had a reasonable game. Maybe that's my love for Parks, but but I, I didn't think that Parks was playing bad. I, to be honest, if I was going to call somebody out, I would say Talis Magno still felt like uh, is he is like now he thinks he's the nine like now is he confused at the left wing <laughs> i still feel like if i'm gonna call someone out i would hope that i could have seen more for talis magna but it's just because we have such high expectations for him yeah and what'd you think of jason siegel so siegel at the number nine he wasn't terrible but he wasn't awfully exciting either one thing that i saw that kind of worried me was his pace and his speed there was times where Santi led led the ball a little forward to see if he could get to it, and the defender always got to it. So that's what concerns me, but I don't think we've seen enough to say, okay, this guy – I mean, it was his first time at Yankee Stadium, first home opener for him. Um, I just wish we would have seen more, to be honest. The one attempt that he had for goal, um, I did think – kind of gave me a little bit of Hebe vibes there. That little flick, if yeah. it would have gone in, then it would have really been Hebe vibes. Talking uh, about um, number nines at uh, NYCFC, have you saw, did you see the Tati Castellano news? Bro, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I've been calling it. I thought he's coming well, back this summer, bro. Wow. It's not that he's coming back, but he, Girona was playing Barcelona. I saw that. And he, he had a had, chance, right? He had an open, clear shot, and he, he missed pretty badly. It was clearly wide, and it was one-on-one -on -one against the goalkeeper. And then there's a video that was posted of him, like, crying, like, being sad. And then he deleted his social media accounts, or he, like, made them private. So his Tati Castellan on Instagram, private. Twitter, you can't even find it. So I think he's been going through a lot of hate because of what happened that game. Um, but one thing they're going to do, and I, I, it shows that there's still a supporter section that really cares for him, is the next game that they play, 
at the ninth minute, they're all going to cheer because he has a number nine in, in the back mm. of his jersey. So I just found that interesting. But it might go back to your theory. Maybe he wants to come back home. We'll treat him like a king here. <laughs> no complaining, no mean tweets. I don't think anybody said a bad word about Tati when he was at NYCFC. But you can tell that if the team's still behind him by cheering from the ninth minute, it just shows that, I mean, I I noticed when I went to that Girona game that he didn't seem 100% like, um, he they played a little better when he left the pitch, unfortunately, just because like he didn't seem to really mesh with the type of system that they were playing. But what made him so deadly still in the minutes that he was out there was just his work rate. Yeah, he's just, he's just such a hustler out there, and he makes opportunities for himself all the time. And that's what I've noticed from this team is this team is not really making opportunities for themselves except for Santi Rodriguez, which is crazy <laughs> because like I. So that was just not Santi before, I felt like. And Santi's really the person who's making the opportunities because he has the work rate and he has the talent. Yeah. And I felt like that's what Thotti had. Um, but he was never a true striker, man. Who, Thotti? He, he was just so good. Nah, he was so good. I mean, towards the end, he was a true striker. You can't. We had nobody else that was like him. Uh, yeah. NYC still does still doesn't have anybody else <laughs> like him. That's what I'm saying. Well, that and he's still the he was a true striker for us. I hope he comes back, man. <laughs> I know, I know he'd be sad about it because that means yeah, it might be considered like a failed career in Europe, but just for a little bit, take a little vacation, come hang out with us for the winter. <laughs> it's all right. We we do some good trick-or-treating around here. <laughs> is there um is there anything else we miss from this game? Uh, I'm just going to say, I know we talked about it before, but Freeze is never going to start a game. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm not, I'm exaggerating. He, he'll play the U.S. Open. Uh, but Barasa is so goddamn good, man. These saves, either he's making these saves look a lot harder than they are, or these are just very good-looking saves because it just looks like there's always a very dangerous opportunity that he just... I got this. Save He's got this. I don't care if he passes the ball every single time to the other team <laughs> on offense, bro. If it doesn't lead to goals, I do not care. My man's is saving everything. Yes, he's been giving up goals. Though. I don't think he only <laughs> has one would, clean sheet. Okay, but to, to, to negate what you're saying, on a set piece like Almada had, we've seen goalkeepers push up front, and then they'll catch it, and then it, the danger is mitigated, right? Barraza wasn't maybe in the right position that he could have been at for a set piece that was dangerous where the ball was coming straight to the middle where I thought it was very close to the to the actual uh goalpost which you would think the goalkeeper's right there to just grab it. So so that's where I get a little like okay yeah he has some good looking saves but is he our goalkeeper? Is he the guy who who's making all the right uh choices? I mean we have to remember he's starting what this is his 10th game as a starter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe if you're nitpicking and you consider that a goal that he could have came in and you know swept up, then 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 you have to have the type of patience to let him grow into those moments versus saying, "Oh, he has those moments, we should try someone else." Yeah. Dude's like what 22 years old? He's a goddamn monster, bro. <laughs> Talking about young guys, Justin Hack and Andres Jason the following so they're both uh i think a sub for for the game on saturday they both play on sunday and score goals that's nice I, i'm glad they, they're getting some minutes on nycfc too that's what i was thinking i was thinking like do would they would i feel upset if i was them you know what i mean would i feel disappointed that um like oh now i'm just gonna play the sunday game and just score a couple goals but the talent isn't the same like you know what i mean like that's what I was thinking. Would would you have been upset like going out there on a Sunday and playing a game after you just went to Yankee Stadium and it's not the same intensity? I mean, you get some minutes, you don't lose your skill, you gas <laughs> yourself up a little bit, scoring a couple goals. I'm not I'm not mad about that. Jason I'd be happy. He had the assist to hack and the goal. So Jason's feeling like Jason's a beast, bro. <laughs> I also just love Jason's personality, man. He's just so chilled and like laid back. Yeah. I'm mad though we're not getting the Jason show. He promised us another Jason and episode. We need an away game. We just had two away games, homie. Yeah, but the schedule is not. I was looking at the schedule for him. I'm his guy, <laughs> and I'm like, nah, you can't do the Jason show. I understand. There just wasn't no availability on his schedule, bro. 
<laughs> All right. Let me just double check. So Barasa's a beast. I hate it on parks. Talus Magno. Let's just let's just go back to Tal. Uh, well, Striker. I hate that we have to keep talking about this. Dati's coming back in the summer, but before Dati comes <laughs> He's back, not back in the summer. Okay, look, this might sound like a crazy idea, but I'm throwing it out there. I know people are gonna kill me for this, but I don't care. I legitimately think our best striker on the team. I mean, it's GP maybe, but our but our behind GP Santi reminds me so much of Dati lately. He's got so much talent. Santi is not playing the nine. I bro, oh, why not? I, and I, you put Ledesma on the ten, GP on the right, Magno on the left. Bro, Santi wants to be a striker. That's the thing. That's like that's what kills me with Santi. Santi wants that do position. Do Santi's ever played the number nine? Yeah, he's playing it every game now because we don't have a real number nine. <laughs> my man is pushing. My man is the fastest offensive player we got, <laughs> and he's the most deadly, and he makes the most opportunities. I think with it's actually Ledesma's, not the craziest theory though. with Ledesma being uh, to me, Ledesma's playing well when he's out there, and I like Ledesma. I think he can distribute the uh, ball. There's a lot of back and forth. Some people like the way he's playing. Some people don't. You're really moving that mic a lot, bro. Uh, bro you want to calm down? You're getting a little <laughs> animated. <there. laughs> Point is, I like. Wait, do you not like Ledesma? No, I don't think we see it enough. But what I what I find interesting is the varying different opinions on Ledesma. Who's hating on Ledesma? There's people on Twitter who just say that he didn't. Nothing about him has shined yet, and I would agree with that. I we have we seen anything any flashes of brilliance? He actually had a very close opportunity at the end of the game to score a goal, and it just didn't happen to pan out. They crossed it in uh, from a set piece, and. I mean, well, he Talis had, he Magno had, and, and Ledesma were both there to try to finish it, and it just never panned but out. But right before that shot, he had a powerful shot that was blocked, but it looked like it was going to go in. If And and Cushion called it out. He was like, I thought he was going to score that goal. Yeah. Um. So I think Ledesma, for being here for five minutes, is, is going to have a starting job soon. And where do you start him? So my thought is, if Siegel doesn't pan out and... I know it's early, but Seagull is just Seagull. I just don't see something from Seagull that's like, wow, this kid has something. Some there's something special about this kid. It hasn't been he enough feels, time. I to know, feel but like but that. it already feels like he's a, like he's yeah, a filler player, bro. Like he's a filler. Like, no, you would have felt like that about Hebed then, if you're feeling that way, because Hebed didn't show flash. Like he he. What does Hebed have that's so flashy? Nothing. You like the Santi speed or something like that. Hebed is the same type of player that Seagull is, I would say. What you, Hebed's head was the size of the stadium, bro. You <laughs> knew he was going to make headers in there. And when he scored, those little flicks that he made, bro, that was, that was unprecedented about, at the time for the team. You just talked about one of the Seagull flicks that almost it, it it was, was dangerous. It, it, it was wasn't a, a goal. On, it was a shot on goal. But it wasn't a goal. Talking about Hebed, I'm getting off topic again. <laughs> Hebed liked our tweet and oh, it was yeah. about the Brazilian mafia. And the tweet was like, Oh, now there's only three that remain from the Brazilian mafia. And then the picture was an X on Tiago and an X on Hebed. So yeah. he's still thinking about us. He is still thinking. He missed it. We miss you too, Hebed. I miss you. We'll bro. take you back in a heartbeat. <laughs> I know other people might not agree with you, but I miss you, Hebe. Hebed, come back. Please <laughs> hey, come back, Hebed. <laughs>so i guess we're done with our striker conversation we're done with that conversation because i said we're done <laughs> wait All right. you, what else were we gonna add to it point is i think santi should start do you agree with me i we got let's play like a trashy team let's play like a sporting kansas city type team can't <laughs> be just about to kill you <laughs> no we're not, we're not even gonna play this year but let's play like a really bad team and let's do an experiment get santi at the nine get ledesma at the 10 i like it Perea and magno bro that's that that's actually deadly. exciting me that a sounds little. I'm, not, I'm not even gonna lie that sounds deadly it'll be fun I'm sure someone's going to say that's a horrible idea, but I think it sounds fun. If it's a horrible idea, please comment. Yes, let us know. Coach Joe, let us know. <laughs> um, Nashville, that's who we play next. A rematch from opening day where they destroyed us. Yeah, but we've grown so much. We've gone through seven strikers. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know who to play. We still don't know. Uh, Nashville's fifth place in the division now that they're back in the east. I think they were in the west. Back in they were in the east, went back to went to the west, came back to the east. Well, that was before the season. 
I know, but still, it's not, yeah, it didn't happen midseason. They didn't change their <laughs> things for clarifying that. Would have been that. wild stuff, bro. Uh, three, two, and two, fifth in the division, while we're seventh in the division. Hani Mukhtar. Did they just play Orlando? I think it was Orlando uh, they just played. They, I think they played Orlando prior to that. Uh, well, I know Honey Mukhtar on the Orlando game because that's the last time I paid attention. <laughs> uh, he had one goal and one assist. And uh, the man, the man's still playing at MVP level. So is it a little concerning? He's probably going to start. He didn't start. Uh, you remember? I don't know if you remember. The first game that we played against him, he yeah. didn't start. But he was he came in as a sub. He came in as a sub and immediately it was dead. I think he had the assist that exactly. Game. Exactly the assist that scored on us. So is it gonna be scary? Yes. Do I think that if we put Santia Striker, we got a chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean not, I'm not saying we have to put Santia Striker, but I do think that uh we have, you know, Tiago, you know, we didn't talk about this. But Tiago Martins is a goddamn MVP this year too, man. He's playing so oh, yeah. well. There was actually there's an interesting stat that just came out uh, today. It was about him moving the ball forward. I think it was or he him has, like progress. What do you know what it was? I'm gonna ruin it too. It was like he progressed or moved the ball forward more than any other center back in the yeah, league or something yeah. like that. Yeah. One thing I will say is Callens when he used to do it. Bro, he was like all over on the other side of the field. But he's no Callens, but he's still playing tremendous. He is playing tremendous. I think he's he's really stepped up to that DP slot that he has. Yeah. And uh yeah, there's no complaints there. I Even know. though you were going so hard last. I want to play You know what? I should do a compilation of all the clips of you going so hard on Tiago Mark. God, bro, remember that clip I made of Callens watching kids play soccer and that I was, was like Callens looking for a for a partner at center back. <laughs> That yeah. was people love that though. I think it had like a hundred likes on it. But uh, he's like transformed. He's like an amazing. He is. Now. He is. Him and Shannara have become a good duel. Imagine if you saw Callens, man. You know one thing we stuff. missed also before. What? James Sands. He got injured. That was That's a major. True. That was a major miss. Them. James Sands. So he he left. Uh, he he he's. He got injured, played like a minute, and was like, nah, I can't keep going. Mm-hmm. And then I heard after the game um, that he left early for x-rays. Mm. So we're going to see what happens. But that's going to be a huge loss. It is going to be a huge loss. Um, you know, Luckily, what? though, I mean, we do have Alfredo Morales. It's not like, you know, I understand Sands is a much better than Alfredo. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really agree with that. I think Alfredo Morales nah, is a great player. You're, I, I don't know why, and I don't know if it's the system that's being played now, even though it's the same system that I felt like last year. But I feel like Alfredo Morales has taken a step down. Maybe it's a lack of playing time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But it's just he looked great last year. But did he look great because James Sands wasn't there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now that you have somebody who's who's a very talented player who's played in Europe, it's hard to feel like James Sands shouldn't start every game. I'm not saying he shouldn't start every game when he's healthy. I'm saying that if you have, I don't think we should. I don't think we're gonna take huge steps back when we got Alfredo Morales as the sub. Well, the only game that we've seen where James Sands and Alfredo Morales was in the game together was when Chanel went for international leave. So we haven't seen Alfredo Morales without James Sands on the field. So I think it'll be more fluent because James Sands was kind of playing out of position. So we'll see how this game goes if James Sands doesn't play against Nashville. Yeah. I also, I I don't know if that's 100% true though, because I think Morales started the season. And I do think that, Right. Oh, you you could be. And right. I, I think, think Alfredo Morales one. came in with some subs, and it was like Morales and Parks. I think I posted. Oh, there wasn't. It wasn't that long ago where I was. Um, Morales and Tiago Martins were like fighting with each other, and I posted that tweet that they were going to get a divorce. Oh, uh, so they weren't fighting. They were just in a sh- little argument, right? Yeah, I guess that's not called fighting. Is that- <laughs> I guess that's what you tell the kids. Now we're not fighting. <laughs> Uh, no, we're perfectly fine. <laughs> Go back to bed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see because I pro- I don't think we'll see Sands this game. Yeah, I definitely don't think we're going to see Sands this game, which is sad. I agree, but I think Alfredo Morales could fill in that hole. But the problem is that Alfredo Morales is a little sensitive too, <laughs> like, you know, body-wise, physically. 
and who then we don't have depth if he if one of him or Parks get injured. Yeah. So uh, let's all right. So let's get into the lineup of who we think is gonna play. Um. So oh, I put Sands here. My bad. You put Gray here too. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Okay. So what I think the starting eleven is gonna be, and I don't necessarily believe this starting eleven, but let's say Kufre, uh, Chano, Tiago Martins. Uh, I'm gonna say Jenik. Okay. Baraza goalkeeper. Alfredo Morales, Keaton Parks, Santi Rodriguez, Talis Magno, Gabriel Perea, and Siegel at the number nine. Okay, so on the on our board we have Gray, but we do you think Gray's starting? No, it's probably going to be Elenik. I think Elenik's playing really well. I think so too. I think he's very assertive on offense and aggressive on offense, and he's had some really poor shots trying <laughs> that, but. I do think that we saw a lot of frustration last year between GP and Gray because I think GP wanted to be able to like, you know, build that offense on that right hand side and didn't wasn't able to do that with Gray. So there was all that frustration. And now you have someone like Elenic who kind of is closer to Tinner home. And we saw last year where there was a lot of great play between Tinner home and GP. And yeah. so I think uh unfortunately for gray and unfortunately for me too because i think gray's a great player and he's from the bronx so i want him to succeed uh i think lennox kind of more and more taking that role yeah you know one one interesting thing is uh uh blue city radio michael try to ask amateson like oh like how do you feel about your lack of playing time and he kind of he gave him like a one-word answer like Hey, like, like I have no control over it, basically. Mm. But you could tell he was like frustrated. Well, not not saying he was frustrated, but his demeanor was like, "Look, there's nothing I can do about this," and kind of just brushed it off. But I think he's actually been getting frustrated with his lack of playing time. It's kind of crazy uh, to see Emmitson have such slow playing time, and it's really interesting to see that Emmitson is getting. That Kevin O'Toole's getting more time than him. Uh, we haven't really seen that much Kevin O'Toole time, though. I know, but we've seen even less Amundsen time. <laughs> so I think that's pretty interesting. Um, is it too crazy to say try? Well, no, because we have Olenek. But I'd sad because I really like Amundsen as a player. But you could tell that he wasn't at the level of um, Dory beforehand. Or Goody. Goody before him. Yeah. So... Um, I'm sad. I'm sorry, Emmitson. <laughs> I miss you too. Any any other wait, what was the other line? No, the one thing that that we wanted to talk about was Pellegrini got a great rating, but he's out of the starting lineup. I think one, you have to start him, you probably have to start GP. And two, we verify this five yellow cards that Pellegrini's gotten this year, which means yellow card accumulation, he's out. I don't, I don't know think if that's any... true. So it, it is <laughs> true. I did my research. Five yellow cards. We I checked the MLS rules. Five yellow cards gives you a yellow card accumulation for the first time. So he's gonna be out. So we we lose that depth. I mean, I know I'm, I'm sure most people don't care. I'm the only one in the world who seems to love Pellegrini <laughs> right now. Uh, so you put GP back in, but important to know Pellegrini is gonna be out this game. I guess another question is. A lot of people want to see Ledesma out there. Do we see Ledesma come out? Or, and does he get subbed in earlier? Because I think people are more eager to see him. Is it something where if we're not looking too strong, we sub him in early? Maybe your theory could work. Because Santi has kind of played into a nine role when there's subs that come in, right? Like he's been a little more up top. So maybe that could work out if late in the game we're in the 60, 70th minute. And we put in a Ledesma and then move up Santi or Talis Magno shifts to the nine. Yeah, and I think they've already they've already attempted to put Santi on the nine for a few minutes yeah. in a game. So yeah, I think if Se I think Siegel's gonna start, right? Siegel hasn't shown hasn't played poorly. According to Cushion, he's playing great on practice. And so you give Siegel a chance, and if Siegel doesn't step up, maybe you know at halftime you put Santi on the nine and Ledesma in. I think you gotta give Ledesma more time. He's just so talented. And we kind of need that depth. And I, I think it's a good game to put him in. So, yeah, let's see more of him. Let's see. Um, One thing I want to talk about, we didn't talk about this. Game's going to be at City Field. 
How do you feel about that? Are you excited? I am. You know what? Uh, well, you know what I like about the two stadium thing? We get to do two different things, right? You got like a Yankee Tavern. You got stands. You got the dugout at the Bronx. But then you pour. City Field for you, bro. You got the you got the um tailgating. The tailgating. They always be coming out hard at, at City Field with the they, with the free samples and all that stuff. They love fan fest. They love fan bro, fest. Bro, they're like man. fan fest. It's gonna be crazy. Paint makeup on your face. <laughs> free t-shirts. Free Why did whiskey. I, I feel like every time the game's at City Field, like NYCFC front office is like, oh, we're going to make this fun. That's <laughs> because they know the stadium's going to be right next door, no, man. No, but back then, make... they, I mean, last year they even did that. That's why I'm a little surprised. Like, they never get us this excited about being at Yankee Stadium. You don't think they knew about the stadium last year? There was negotiations. Nothing was signed in paper yet. Yeah, but time. there was. There, they've been dealing with parking lots in the Bronx for like ten years, bro. <laughs> they knew that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, so I'm excited about City Field. I feel like the atmosphere is usually good at City Field. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see the turnout because now we're starting. Now this isn't just oh we have an off game at City Field. Now it's we have a game in Queens. Let's get people to turn out because now this could turn into something. You know what I mean? Oh, I came to a game back at NYCFC Stadium. I mean, back in 2023 when they didn't have a stadium. But the atmosphere was great. I want to go now when they have a home opener. So all these people who live in Queens and just might come to a game, that could be the crowd you want to draw to really bring the engagement up. Agreed. And and while we're out there. We could inspect for new new bar locations, bro. Put on the binoculars, <laughs> oh, yeah. like right here, right here is gonna be you the NYCFC not go bar. To the site and say anything like this is where the phase one remediation is because <laughs> people are gonna come at you on Twitter if you don't know your stuff. We got Chris Campbell who knows his stuff, That's and he true. ain't playing. He That's knows true. the stadium news. That's true. So I'm don't not, be don't go, don't try to make any speculations. I'm, take pictures. You can't even take pictures over there, bro. <laughs> you don't know what the site's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> okay betting with bros we we stopped we stopped hyping up the sh the segment i know it's because i miss buzz so much buzz come back buzz yeah, we want you back back bro felix you. misses you more than we do oh, yeah felix <laughs> asked about you bro come back oh uh, let's, let's get into these lines um so negative 110 nycfc to win it Plus 240 for the tie, plus 270 for Nashville to win, and plus 112 for the two and a half. I keep promoting the two and a half, and I've been wrong way too many times. Bro, they're so disrespectful. Because remember last year, it was like the plus two and a half was expensive because we just scored and scored and scored. It was so fun. I know, <laughs> I know. And now we're here and... Uh, too many draws, too many one-one games, too many one-zero games. It's yeah. not the same. The same team on offense. Uh, we don't got Callens as our striker anymore. Uh, but I do believe the magic that exists in in Yankee Stadium makes it across the bridge. It makes it a City Field, bro. <laughs> oh, it travels through the bridge. It travels. It doesn't. Wait, does it go through Queensboro Bridge? Or does it go through the what's the other bridge? The Triborough yeah, Bridge, the bro. It's not paying the toll. It's taking the long way. It's oh, going down the Queensboro Bridge. bridge. Bro, yeah, bro. <laughs> that magic really does work uh, then, because you take two hours if you go that route. Well, luckily the game's at night, so we've got some time <laughs> to get there. And you know, the magic don't gotta make it to the fan fest. So I say we win it. NYCFC negative one ten. Take that bet. It's a lock. I like it. Okay. I'll go. I'll go with. You know what? I'm going with the tie. Wow. I like the plus two forty. Let's make some money. You crazy. <laughs> you crazy. Although, as soon as the red card came in the last game, I put in a real time bet for the NYCFC win. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I did too, though. <laughs> I really thought we were gonna score there, but we didn't end up scoring. Oh well, we didn't end up winning. Yeah, exactly. That was the frustrating part. Uh, so you said they would win. What's your final score prediction? I'm gonna go two zero. My boy Barasa gets his clean sheet. I'm gonna go one one again. I mm. feel like Mukhtar scares me. Uh, they've been playing pretty decent. 
I just feel like this might end up a 1-1 game. First half is just 0-0, a little sloppy soccer, and then we pick it up in the first and the second half. All right, let's see what happens. But you know, are you going to put a transition in right now? <laughs> Go to you. <laughs> okay, what I wanted to talk about was where the magic doesn't flow. It's in New Jersey where the New York Red Bulls play. Yes. And let's, uh, so, yeah, let's talk about this. this is more of a serious uh, topic, unfortunately. But yes, um, if if you guys didn't hear, there was some uh, and I'm going to forget his name. We should have had his name before the segment. Agreed. <laughs> but a Red Bull player did say a racial slur to uh the opposing team's player and it became a whole thing and uh yeah what what do you have to say about it while i, I get the actual names all i have to say look i know we've had a lot of tension in the past red bull fans but it's time for you to just join the right side of soccer bro if you're a new york fan come to the new nycfc your coach is trash the coach should have taken out the player immediately afterwards and then he did not and let him play. And then what happened was, first of all, Struber is the worst, right? The way the NYC, the way the Red Bulls play lately, I just think is horrendous. They have him playing the super high press. They're super aggressive. They always have the most fouls in the league. It's just dirty, dirty soccer. It's not fun. That's why you notice the turnout at Red Bull Arena is horrible. And now you got this player saying racist phrases or, you know, slurs on your team, which, okay, my whole thing is I've heard, you know, European players, they come here, they don't really know what's right or wrong because maybe you can get away with that in Europe, like, because that happened with Fuentes last year, right? Um, and so... A racist word is a racist word. It, I, I can't get over the fact that you didn't know the translation. Like, you know what a racist word is. That's where I get lost in that. I mean, yeah, but, like, there are still people who say words that are not acceptable in the United States that are acceptable in, like, other places, right? Like, I don't say the R word for somebody who's, like, mentally challenged. I don't use that word anymore. I used to use it in my normal vocabulary, and I don't because I got punished every time I used the word like that. And it makes sense, and I don't use it, right? I understand the N-word is a completely different world. But we don't, But I think that's the bigger discussion. We don't even know the word he used, and maybe that needs to be released. I mean, what other word would it be? We I don't know what word was used. We still don't know, and it could have been whatever. It, it there's a lot of way to ways to say racist things without using, let's say, something like the N word. Mm. There's a lot of ways you can be racist. That's true. So one thing I would say is maybe maybe this has to be a bigger discussion of like, okay, this was the word that's used, and let's let's bring it to light because what if somebody else uses it? And what if they say? I mean, I don't believe necessarily you would say a racist word and not know you're saying a racist word. But then this could help further discussion. Like, you can't use this word. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is unacceptable. But I feel like the coach made it acceptable by letting him stay on the pitch as long as he did. Yeah. And, and next- then he says, you know, in his statement, he says, if I would have known what I know today, then I would have taken him out earlier. What new information did you learn? Did you get it on recording? They're like, I don't understand. Did you see that the goalkeeper was the one who was like, this is what he said? Red Bull's goalkeeper went up to the coach and he, we don't know exactly what was said, or like in that conversation between him and Schruber, but he kept like insinuating, like, like something like you have to take this guy out the game. Mm. And he, they, he never ended up taking him. And the name of the Red Bull forward was Dante Van Zier. Mm. And he was recently signed, I think as a DP this off season. Mm-hmm. And what's resulted now is the last thing that was resulted it was until the that he would be uh, stepping away from the club until further notice. Oh wow! What does that mean? I don't know. What does it mean for a suspension? I think the league has to go really hard on something like this because if you allow this to happen with player interaction, then then this could be this could be something that drags on and happens over and over again, and you don't want that to happen. Do we know how much time Fuentes got when he said the racist slur? No, I don't, I don't recall, but I know they're saying something along the lines for, for Dante is 15 games. Oh, wow. It could be a 15 game, but some are saying it should be even stronger than that. Oh, that's kind of crazy. I mean, but I think you got to make a precedent here so it doesn't keep happening. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, 
but I think it's being exaggerated by the fact that Schubert didn't take him out. I let him play for so much of the game. I don't think he took him out to the 80th minute. So like what he did was wrong. I think keeping him in the game for as long as you did after that was even worse. I don't know if it worse, but just as bad. And like maybe Struber should be penalized as well. So I don't want him to penalize because then the team might get better. But well, I think... if you think about it, the refs should have removed him from the game, right? Like, isn't isn't your job to protect the league and protect each other? And like, if somebody calls out a racist remark, if I'm a, a I'm gonna say you have to get out the game. That's I mean that's a red card if you ask me. I mean it's it's just so much further than soccer. That's why I don't want to say red card or something like that. But yeah, it's just like it's it's unacceptable, really. Yeah, and I looked it up on the Fuentes thing. They never had like credible evidence, so they end up dropping it. It looks like. Well, I think in this situation, it's gonna be a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, and you I can mean, in the video you can see the moment the guy says the word, a bunch of players like start. Yeah, they get revved up. And yeah, like, yeah. They start charging at them. Yeah, yeah. So Rightfully you can tell so. that that uh, it was definitely something where a lot of people heard it. I guess the ref didn't hear it, which seemed weird because he was right there, but he was trying to manage that crowd beforehand. Yeah. Um, I don't put it too much on the ref, man. I mean, they I heard they had the game on pause for like twenty minutes to figure it out. Yeah, which is unheard of too. Exactly. I mean, the whole situation's just something you never really see so yeah it's a, it's a tough situation but i think what you have to do is make sure you give out the correct suspensions to really negate this from happening again and i think the best suspension is to suspend the red bulls from existing <laughs> and then have all those fans move to okay, okay. nycfc <laughs> problem solved well the fans are not the problem well, Red Bull fans in this case are not the problem. No, was, but if the Red Bulls didn't exist, this wouldn't have happened. But they, we, we have our own, whatever. We're not even going to get into it. <laughs> um, now, I, I usually say, if you like the show, like, comment, subscribe. I don't want to sound this excited after, <laughs> after this serious conversation. Um, so, any final words? Um, excited to be at Queens. Um, Come check us out. We're going to have, again, Talis Magno stickers because we forgot them last week. We and we heard people asking early? them. We're actually going to be early. We got right? to pick a spot. We're going to be at the tailgate. Let's go to the third rail tailgate. I'm a member. Well, start being a member then. We're going to be at the tailgate. So we'll give out some stickers. Meet us there. We'll be fan festing with the fans. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys there. See y'all later, guys. Peace out. Please. Miss you already. Come on,